So welcome into another episode of the Money Man Moves Podcast with your boy Eddie Too Rich. And I'm here with my guy, JD. What's up, my man? How we doing? Yes, sir. Feeling good. It's Friday. Dum, 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 we're gonna give y'all some plays and we're gonna see y'all at the ATM. So let's go ahead and get started, man. Let's get right. What's your man, first pick good, of right? the day? All right, for sure. So we're gonna go with the Charlotte Hornets taking on the San Antonio Spurs, and I'm taking Charlotte plus one and a half. Main reason why I took this number right now is because it's the potential that LaMelo Ball is going to play. And also, I mean, just it's just a common sense pick because, I mean, this San Antonio Spurs team has shown that they only could beat just the other bad teams. So, like, Detroit, and they had that miracle win on prime time. But other than that... There's nothing there's, – this team is not good at all. The San Antonio Spurs team, other than Victor Womanyama, is nothing much. I mean, they start a dude named Champagne. He averages five points a game, and, I mean, he's not really that good. Sohan is still developing. He's going to be like a Boris Diaw-type player in 2024. If you know who Boris Diaw is, you'll catch yeah. who Jeremy Sohan is. But <laughs> he's just – you know, he's not built for this typical NBA. He doesn't shoot enough. Um, Jones is a decent point guard, but he's a backup. And I mean, this dude, when Miyama is surrounded by a bunch of backup players and Terry Rozier is a bucket, Miles Bridges is playing out his mind. And I wanted to highlight Miles Bridges in this segment for sure, because this dude has been through a lot and he's overcoming this. And here he dropped five straight 24 plus game points games in the last five games. And he has faced Sacramento twice and dropped 24 and 27, respectfully. So I think he's going to continue this during this game versus the Spurs. This is an easy matchup for him. And he he might even dunk on women Yaba tonight. I think, I think I'm going to take that because <laughs> this dude, Miles Bridges, yeah. is a fucking gymnast in the air, man. This dude is magical when he goes up and goes up for a dunk. So give me the Hornets plus one and a half. Give me the money line. Lock it in as my first play. What you got, JD, as your second? I mean, your first play of the game. I mean, first play right, of the day. Man. First play of the day. We're gonna go to uh to a uh, we're gonna go to a little interesting game today, man. We got the Pelicans. Yes, the New Orleans Pelicans. They're playing pretty well right now. Um, and hey, I think they're gonna play really well against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, motivational wise, right? So who doesn't want to play well against? Um, Jokic and those boys, but hey, that line was at plus six starting off. It is now grown to eight and a half. Ingram, uh, Zion, uh, I guess more most of the stars are questionable, but I feel like those boys are gonna play. Um, look, the New Orleans Hornets, they're hearing all that chatter, man. Zion's hearing all that talk about him. Oh, Zion can't stay in shape, this, that, and the third, but he's starting to come around, man. He's starting to get more involved as a team player. Uh, and it seems that when Zion gets more involved, then the Hornets play better. So I really like the Hornets today, especially when you see the matchup. So when you have Zion and you have Valanciunas matching up in the uh, paint, he's going to give Jokic some fits. So I don't feel like Jokic is going to go off today. He's not going to have his typical, you know, 28, 30-point game. He's going to struggle today against Valanciunas and them boys. So Go with New Orleans. They're coming off of a two-game winning streak. Great win against Golden State and then Sacramento on those previous games. 
Denver's coming off of a loss uh, versus Utah. Um, and also, New Orleans in their last in their previous matchup, they covered that plus four and a half. Actually won the game and beat them by five. So I would take this plus eight and a half. This is way too many points to give to this young Pelicans team. They will ride the hot hand of Brandon Ingram, who is Mr. Consistent. And they will see if they can keep Zion in his spirits, keep Zion active, keep him keep him in the game so he can, you know, play the duration of the game and then be able to produce. So let's see if we can have those old school, you know, Zion type games that he used to have at Duke. Uh, let's see if he can go out there and, you know, produce some energy for the Pelicans and get to cover that plus eight and a half. You might want to sprinkle a little bit on the money line, but just to be safe, touch that eight and a half for the New Orleans Pelicans at Denver. All right, Eddie, what you got for your pick two? All right, my man, shoot. We are going to Toronto taking on the Utah Jazz. And we're going with the Utah Jazz minus two and a half slash the money line. Either one is acceptable in this spot. Mm-hmm. And Pascal Siakam is out for this game. Jakob Pertl is out. So I think that the strength of this jazz team is their, is their bigs. And so that's Lori marketing. That's, you know, John Collins, that's Walker Kessler. That's, you know, those boys in the front line that's in there, they're going to take advantage of this small Raptors team and get in, get what they want in the paint. I mean, the Raptors got a lot of talent in their, you know, their wings basically with Scotty Barnes, you know, Emmanuel quickly now, R.J. Barrett, you know, when he wants to show up. And, you know, I think that, you know, the Jazz has been pretty good at home. They're 12-5 and five at home. And the Raptors suck on the road. They're 6-14, and 14, man. And, you know, their leading rebounder is Jakob Pertl, but he's not going to be playing. So that's going to be tough for when Scotty Barnes is bricked out, unless the Raptors are going to freaking – you know, just shoot the lights out tonight. I don't I don't see it happening, especially with that length in Utah. And especially Utah's guard play has been playing better, especially with Colin Sexton being a great player and Jordan Clarkson coming in and averaging almost 19 points in the last 10 games. And Utah's eight and two over that stretch. And they're averaging over 123 points and almost seven steals and five blocks per game. So it's a, it's a lot of good things happening in Utah, especially I call it the castaway team because they do have a lot of talented players on their team. If they were ever to so put it together, there would be a nice, you know, maybe a surprise running playoff team if they potentially get another castaway that was, that's pretty strong, especially in the guard spot for sure. But I think in this spot, man, give me Utah Jazz money line. Give me the two and a half. Take it while you can, especially – since this Toronto Raptors team is still trying to find their chemistry and get it together. All right, JD, what's your second pick? All right. Uh, before I say that, I, I do see some positive news um, on the injury report, but we'll get to that later, but can't wait to talk about it. But second pick, we're going to go to uh, the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, but we're not going to take them. Philly is playing the Sacramento Kings. They're coming into town, bringing in Sabonis Fox, uh, and Keegan Murray and those boys. So, hey, I like Sacramento. This line is at plus one right now. So, I mean, hey, it's going to go to probably pick them. Might as, might as well pick the money lines. I'm probably going to pick them throughout the uh, day. Uh, who knows? Uh, 
Sacramento might end up being favored later on in the day. So get this line now, plus one or Sacramento money line. Um, this It's simple. When you look at this game, Joel Embiid is not playing. And who's on the other side? It's Mr. Sabonis. So Sabonis is a beast in the paint. He's a beast passing the ball, rebounding as well. So if you don't have Joel Embiid in there to at least slow down um, Sabonis, then you're going to have trouble. Uh, Tyrese Maxey's going to have his hands full against um, De'Aaron Fox. Um, I feel like De'Aaron Fox is going to try to, you know, keep trying to prove that he's a quality or at least a, you know, um, all-star or, you know, all-pro, whatever you call it, quality point guard in the league. So he's going to play really well, really, really well against this team. And I feel like he's going to get Sabonis involved. Sabonis is going to get Barnes involved who, how we talked about earlier, is, uh, you know, needs to build up his trade value. So look for Harrison Barnes to have a good game. I see that um, Kevin Herter is, what, questionable right now. That's okay. Uh, I don't think he's going to play. Um, but if he doesn't play, I still feel that Sacramento will have a great chance against Philly. Um, I just don't trust Philly right now without Embiid. Tyrese Maxey played a really tough game against Atlanta two days ago. Um, they went to overtime. I know they have two days of rest, but that's tough. That's got to take a lot out of you. Um, it feels like Tyrese Maxey is, like, doing everything for them. So look for him to tire himself out during this game and look for um, look for Sacramento to kind of just wear down this Philly team who is just missing a bunch of starters. So Sacramento plus one and Sacramento money line. We rolling with the Kings. All right, man. What you got for pick? Was it pick three? Yes, sir. Pick yes, three. sir. All right. And I'm going with Nebraska taking on Iowa. And I'm going to take Nebraska plus the four and the points, man. I just think that Nebraska, especially been playing very tough recently. They've won. They won. They were been seven and three over the last 10 games. And they had a, a crazy win versus Purdue. And I don't think it's going to be a flat spot for them because I think that Nebraska has been playing, you know, pretty tough, especially in non-conference play. And then also, you know, they had that hiccup versus Wisconsin, which, I mean, is typical. They're trying to get their program, you know, back on track. Basically, Nebraska is because they've been kind of on like the – on the down point, downside, and shout out to Fred Hoiberg for doing a great coaching job, and you know they might get their bid to their to the NCAA tournament that they've been looking for for a long time. And Hoiberg has been bringing a lot of great things to the Nebraska program, and I think that this win would solidify the progress that they're making. And so, you know, I like a lot of angles on this this game. It's going to be a lot of points scored, so that one sixty six over. It's definitely in play. So I would definitely take that. I would take the four and a half. And I would take the, the four, four and a half, wherever your book has right now, I would take that number plus the over in this game. I think that Nebraska matches up well with this Iowa team. And I think that it's going to be a great back and forth, Big Ten typical game where it's going to be a nice over. And a lot of uh, some good stats to back this over argument that I have. Both teams over has cashed in the last five games. And in this matchup, the last five games, the over has cashed. So go ahead and take that over. 
it's looking like one one sixty six. Take it now and forever hold your peace. All right, JD, next pick. Yeah, I just let me, let me go ahead and lock it in myself. There we go. All right, I got that down for you. All right, here we go. All right, so my pick three is going to uh, has actually like I said earlier about the um, the injury report. So I'm now seeing that Mr. Clint Capella, Mr. CC, he is probable today for the Atlanta Hawks. You know, I like what Clint Capella plays, bro. He's uh, he's 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 their their heart and soul defensively. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, keeps the team together, uh, makes them a tough defensive team, even though they're weak on the front court with Trey Young. So, um, I feel like he's going to, you know, keep Miles Turner, you know, under wraps today. Because what else does uh, the Pacers? Who else does the Pacers have to look look to? You know, for points. I mean, obviously they're going to go to Miles Turner first. Then they might try to go to, I don't know, Naismith, uh, Bruce Brown. I don't even know. If, you know, they're not even starting Ben Matherin. So who are you going to go to? They're going to try to go to Turner, and then Clint Capella is going to shut it down. So I feel like the Atlanta Hawks, that minus five and a half, go ahead and take that right now. Um, that line might grow since Clint Capella is probable today. So go ahead and take Atlanta. I like. I, I, we'll see if Trey Young plays. Um, he should. I mean, he should play uh, after some rest. So they played two day, uh, two days ago. So um, he should be able to play. But coming off of a big win versus Philly, um, I feel like they will use that as momentum to carry into this game against in, uh, Indiana. Um, if you look uh, in that third game uh, that they played. Um, on uh, January 5th, they lost to Indiana, man. Indiana kind of embarrassed them. They put up 150. They put 150 up on the Hawks' head. So look for the Hawks to have some, you know, bad taste in their mouth after that loss uh, that the Pacers handed them. So go ahead and take that minus five and a half. Um, we're going to take the Hawks. And also, just to note, Tyrese Halliburton did play that play that game. He had 18 assists, so you can see why they scored so many points. So minus the Tyrese Halliburton upgraded with Capella playing today, probable. We're going to take the Hawks, minus five and a half. So Atlanta, you're on the clock. Make us look good. You dig? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, all right, let's transition to the last segment of the day, which is the prop. Bet of the day. <laughs> so, JD, you want to give us your prop bet play of the day? All right. So, this is going to be a very interesting bet um, for my PRA. We're going to go at points, rebounds, and assists for the day. So, Nikola Vucevic uh, and the Bulls are playing dun, 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 the Golden State Warriors. Who have what? They don't have any size in the in the backcourt. Kevon Looney's not going to get it done for you. Uh, was it uh, Trace? What is it? Trace Jackson Davis? I think I said his name right. He's not going to do it for you. Um, he's definitely going to have some fits versus Vucevic. They just don't have any size to just, you know, to play, uh, to have any type of defensive game plan against him. Um, and if I were the Bulls, I would feed him all game. His PRA right now, PRA is sitting at uh, over 32 and a half. Um, go ahead and match that, man. Go ahead and take that right now. It's, I think it's like minus 105 
uh, certain bookies might have it higher, but that's a pretty good line to mash um, for Nikola Vucevic. And just to back up this stat with Vucevic and hitting these lines, he's done it against quality opponents. So Vucevic is no slouch. Um, it's not like he's just doing this stuff against like teams like Charlotte or teams like you know the Pistons of the uh of whoever you want to say. So look, when it comes to hitting his PRA, he's doing pretty well, right? December eighteenth, he hit it against Philly. Uh, the fourteenth, he hit it against Miami. Twelfth, he hit it against Denver. Sacramento. I mean, well, the Spurs. But when you hear Denver, Miami, and Philly, those are some tough teams defensively. Even Cleveland. You know, it's tough for centers to rebound against Cleveland, man. Jared Allen and them boys over there in Cleveland, he hit it against Cleveland, man. Also threw in four assists. He had 12 boards. So go ahead and take Vucevic, man. Uh, he hit it against Charlotte. That that was a, what, January 8th game? Um, and in Houston, let's see. Hey, Houston, he hit it as well. So he's been he's been hitting this number the past, what, three to four games. So go ahead and lock in that 32 and a half, man. Nikola Vucevic, center for the Chicago Bulls, look for Kobe White um, to feed him the ball and look for him to dominate today against the Golden State Warriors. All right, man, that is my lock of the day for the player prop. What you got for us, Eddie? I bet. So we're going to go back to that Toronto Raptors taking on the Utah Jazz game. And we're going to go with Laurie Marketing. We're going to take his over rebounds at eight and a half currently. I think especially in the previous matchup that he played with the Raptors versus the Raptors, he had nine rebounds. So he hit this number and he's been on a little streak with his rebounds. The last three games, he has hit this number easily. He had double digits. He's really had a double-double the last three games. So maybe even take that angle if you could get a good number on his double-double uh, for tonight because he had 33 and 13, 21 and 14, 26 and 12. Need I say more? Lloyd Marketing is going to take advantage of the small backcourt of the Raptors. So, yes, take Lloyd Marketing over rebounds. And yes, this wraps up another episode of the Money Man Moves podcast. This is your boy, Eddie Too Rich. I'm with my man, JD. Please continue to follow us, like, subscribe us, and share the podcast everywhere you can. Continue to give us free game. And shoot, we'll see you at the ATM. Peace.